Greetings. First, I'd like to say that today is Good Friday, so I'd like to wish everyone out there who's watching a very happy Easter weekend. Very happy that you are able to join me today. I came across this article on popular science. Now, when I saw it, I thought, you know, this would be an interesting topic to talk about. I don't have personal experience with these pellet grills that they've identified. I do own a pellet grill, a pellet smoker. It was one of the first grills that I bought, not the first, but it was amongst the first. It was probably my, my first serious grill purchase was my Mac One Star pellet grill. And I have no regrets about that purchase. First, let me just give you my thoughts with regard to, to pellets, and we'll get to the article in just, in just a second. Pellet grills are very convenient. I'd say that's probably one of the number one advantages. When I first got into barbecue, if you wanted to go really simple, really easy, just something that you throw your food on the grill and then you have at it, you would probably go buy a gas grill. But pellet grills started to become much more popular because they combine the ability to add smoke flavor to your cooking, but then there's also the convenience, the ease of use factor because they have built-in electronics and it's really just like using your oven inside of your house. You have a digital thermostat, you just dial up the temperature that you want to cook at, and it's the same with a pellet grill. I want to cook at 225 degrees or 250 degrees. Dial up that number, and then the pellet grill will do the work for you. It will make adjustments, it will rise and fall with the intent of trying to keep the average temperature at the temperature that you set. So that's one of the big advantages to having a pellet grill. Two steps, 69, hello, I just cleaned my ironwood, 885. And actually, I think, yeah, looking at the, the list, ironwood, Traeger is definitely highly regarded. And we're getting into spring, so I know a lot of people are probably getting their smokers, their pellet grills ready to get into action. Let's go back to the article. Right off the top, it mentions, skip the charcoal and enjoy some smoky flavors with these grills. That's the benefit, is that it's really easy to get smoke flavor with a pellet grill. I definitely enjoy having one in my arsenal. It's not my go-to for the best smoke flavor. I think that's where you start to get into the disadvantages is that pellets generally don't produce the same type of smoke that you might get when you're using a charcoal cooker or if you're using a stick burner. So you're probably going to get more of a light smoke profile with a pellet grill. But as the years progress, they are getting more advanced, they're getting better, they're coming with more features to make it easier to cook with. Pellet grills are great to have. Popular Science, they rated the Traeger Ironwood best overall. I don't recall how much they cost exactly, but I want to say it's in the, the $2,000 range. 
I could be wrong. Let's see, the ironwood is easy to set up and provides excellent temperature control for an all-around solid grilling experience. That also becomes the other aspect that can sometimes come into question is how well does a pellet grill really be able to grill. It's pretty well known that it can handle smoking at temperatures between 225, 275, even get up, getting up to 325, 350. But when you get into the grilling discussion, you're cooking at much higher temperatures, hotter temperatures, and that has been the question, are the more modern pellet grills able to really cook at higher temperatures. Gorilla Joe, he says he has a, a pellet smoker in the mail, excited to add it to my cookers. Since there are so many pellet smoker users looking up videos, want to try and hit some of these people with some content. Oh, I got you. Yeah, there's, there's so many people out there looking to buy a pellet grill. Yeah, you want to be able to make some videos talking about your experience. So I'd be curious to know which pellet grill did you order. In a perfect world, let's say you wanted to have two grills, I would say definitely get a charcoal-based grill. It doesn't have to be really expensive. It could even be like a a Weber kettle that you pick up for 200 bucks. I think when you're really getting serious about barbecue, being able to cook with charcoal, wood chunks, that charcoal experience with barbecue, definitely one that I think you would need to have. The other thing is adding a pellet grill to the arsenal. I would say instead of getting a gas grill, Get a pellet grill, because the pellet grill, again, would give you the same ease of use, convenience factor, but then you also get that added benefit of adding smoke flavor to your food. Todd Weber says, I have a Lone Star Grills pellet smoker. It puts off a great smoke profile. Now, that doesn't surprise me, because obviously the pellet smoker that LSG has put together, the framework is basically built off of their 20 inch offset smokers. I have the 20 by 42. I can speak with my own personal experience. Those things are built rock solid, built like a tank. I would imagine LSG, they make great smokers combined with, I know they're using that fireboard technology with their pellet smokers. So I would not be surprised at all that LSG's pellet puts out nice smoke for sure. Gorilla Joe went with an entry level one Z grills and I've heard good things about Z grills as well. And I think in the pellet world, I think as long as the pellet grill is able to consistently provide that average temperature when you dial up you want 275 it should be able to give that to you without wild temperature fluctuations my very first pellet grill was the traeger jr and i mean it had extremely wild temperature fluctuations to the point where i couldn't cook with it anymore i know that the new generation traegers like the ironwood are built very well I'm curious, how much does that ironwood go for? Okay, so yeah, the XL version is about 2,000 bucks. 
Looks like the standard entry level is about 1800 So that's about what I expected. They said best for searing is the Weber Smokefire EX4. The intent there is that it should be able to reach those higher grill temperatures. And it says this grill can reach 600 degrees maximum heat and is designed with smart features that alert you to steps in the cooking process. So that would be key. So looks like you can get the EX4 second generation for about 1100 bucks. Two steps says, I just found out this week you need to buy the best pellets for your smoker to perform at its best. Yes. You'll see a lot of pellets out on the market and even though they might say cherry wood, they actually just have like a cherry filler and most of them are built primarily using oak and you're just getting maybe just a hint of cherry. So definitely you want to be careful. You want to look for brands that when they say it's cherry or they say that it's apple, that it's actually authentic. 100% apple or cherry or hickory or whatever it is. The two brands that I go to, because I'm confident that the pellets are gonna match what they say is on the bag, is Cooking Pellets. And they have the Cooking Pellets, what is it called? The Amazing Mix? Something mix, I forget exactly how they refer to it. Let me see. Perfect mix. Yeah, they, they have the perfect mix, which is a good way to go because that's got a combination of hickory, cherry, maple, and apple. So it provides a nice mix where you're getting hints of a stronger smoke flavor, maybe from the hickory combined with some lighter scents from the maple and from the cherry. And then they also have where you can buy a whole bag of just hickory. Now these prices I see on Amazon are pretty high. I think if you go to the Cooking Pellets website, a 40 pound bag will run you about 35 bucks. In addition to Cooking Pellets, the other brand that I really like is Lumberjack. They also make completely 100% whatever they say is on the bag is what's gonna be in the bag. Two Step says the Ironwood is a Traeger, but I use Lumberjack or Naughty Wood Plum and Bear Mountain. Bear Mountain is another good one. I know a lot of folks love the Bear Mountain pellets as well. Now I haven't heard of Naughty Wood, Naughty Wood Plum. So that's a new one for me. Todd says, I'm a big fan of Lumberjack pellets. The more modern top level pellet grills are gonna be good at both smoking and grilling. So I imagine the Ironwood is capable of cooking at very hot temperatures as well, like that smoke fire. And then they have listed here under best budget is a Pit Boss model. And right now it looks like it's on sale at Amazon, 300 bucks. So this is the 440 series. It says durable grill is easy to use, reliable, and is more affordable than other options. Now I think I've seen Pit Boss grills over at Home Depot. Lowe's. Sometimes I see the, the Weber Smokefire there as well. Getting back to what I was saying about if you only had two, two grills, two smokers, I think I would go charcoal and then I would go with a pellet grill. One of the things that I love about using my pellet grill, it's easy to get started. So on a weeknight after working, maybe you don't have any sunlight left. It's pretty quick and easy 
you fire it up, it gets up to temperature pretty quickly. You put your food on, and then there's really nothing else to do. It's a true set it and forget it experience. So you can sit back and just let it do its thing. So that's what I love about it. I love doing my fish on my pellet grill as well. I like to get just kind of a, a light smoke on it. I like to smoke it on my pellet grill so I don't have to worry about it cooking too fast, temperatures spiking, getting out of control. For me, having a pellet grill, I would definitely recommend that to someone above going the gas route. Two-Step says the same with the pit barrel, set it and forget it. Oh, absolutely. So just kind of switching gears a little bit in the charcoal world, Weber kettle or a kettle is like easy entry level. If you're not sure you want to really commit and spend too much money, spend a little bit more money, not a whole lot, because I think pit barrel cookers, the standard size, I want to say is around 350, I think somewhere in that ballpark. And that is a set it and forget it experience. You get it, they even tell you how much charcoal to put in it, and you just light it up, let the coals ash over, get your meat in there, and the experience is set up so that the intent is to not have you worrying about the temperature. Pit barrel cookers don't come with a temperature gauge built in, and you just let it, let it go, let it do its thing, and the dripping effect, the juices dripping off of your food onto the coals, and that smoke rising back up and giving your food all that smoke flavor, is outstanding so definitely drum smokers are, are pretty easy to cook with and the pit barrel cooker is a great way to go that's also one of if i were looking at a charcoal grill that's something that i often would recommend for people to go with two-step 69 confirms that pit barrel cooker will run you about 350 bucks the article also gets into portable so for portable pellet grills, it recommends the Green Mountain Trek Prime. Compact, can get up to 550 degrees, works with 12 volt power in addition to 120 volts. And then the con is the limited cooking area due to its small size. So I see it, it weighs 63 pounds. Cooking space is 219 square inches, so that is pretty small. I know for the, the Ironwood and the Weber Smokefire, I believe they both were between 600 and 700 square inches of cooking space, but that's the trade-off if you wanna have something portable. Now, I've never cooked with a portable pellet grill, so I'm not really sure what that experience is like, I think. For me personally, if I was going portable, I'd stick with a small charcoal-based grill myself. Something about being out there and then having to deal with the power connection, I could see that going kind of hit or miss. But I guess if you've got that process nailed down, yeah, that could be really convenient as well because, again, pellets are very convenient. Two-Step says, I love my Weber kettle with the slow and sear. So absolutely, pretty much any of the Webers, if you go Weber kettle, I have the Summit Kamado, so I have the slow and sear 
for both my kettle and for my Summit Kamado. Definitely a great, great experience. And, and that's the benefit of kettles, especially Weber kettles. There's probably more accessories available out there for the Weber kettle than anything else. And there are some really good ones. And that's what makes the kettle extremely versatile. And again, you're talking about a very low low cost of entry with a kettle. You've got the, the slow and sear, there's the vortex, just a, a whole lot of things. And then Weber, they make a whole lot of accessories. So definitely super versatile and a great way to get started, I think, in barbecue. And even if you have a whole lot of experience, I mean, just having kettles is great. I've got a couple of Weber kettles myself. Todd Walker, or Todd Weber, I'm sorry, says, I've heard good things about Gorilla Grill's Chimp Tailgater for a portable pellet grill. Yeah, I haven't heard specifically about the tailgater, but again, I've heard really good things about Gorilla Grills, and you don't really hear about them. They don't seem to get mentioned as much in these articles, but I do think in the kind of the barbecue world, that name is very well known for giving great value for your money. And so that would definitely be one worthy of looking at. Two steps. The biggest difference with pellet smoker are some don't come with the second or third, I think you meant third rack, because your heat source in the middle. So doing a brisket can go on the top rack, that's key. That's something that you may have to buy extra for your pellet grill if it doesn't come with a second rack. Hopefully it at least is built, you know, to have the insert where you can add that second rack. And yeah, if you're, you're smoking something like a brisket, a pork butt, even though pork butts are kind of hard to mess up, but a brisket, sometimes you do want to make sure that you're able to protect it from those automatic fluctuations that take place in a pellet grill. So you don't want it to necessarily overcook at some point when the pellet ramps up the temperature. Todd says a vortex turns a Weber kettle into a wing machine. Absolutely. Actually, that is when I do my wings, I'm breaking out my vortex. So the vortex, if you guys aren't familiar, it's a cylinder shaped attachment. Your charcoal goes inside of the vortex and basically it helps to really direct the heat. For wings, it's great because you can load it up with charcoal and you got all that heat coming out. So it's kind of like a way to do like a, a second zone. You got your heat focused in the middle. You line up your wings around the perimeter of the vortex and it just does so good. It's an outstanding way to do wings. Let me see if I can pull that up. Again, you put your coals there in the vortex in the center. And then, yeah, they're even kind of showing off the, the great looking wings you can get when you're using a vortex. What about the pellet grill dual grill combos? So you're going to see that option as well, where they will talk about being able to do both serving as a pellet grill and then also maybe a gas grill. I think I've even seen, maybe it's Pit Boss. I want to say I've seen like a combination pellet grill 
And then also like a flat top, like what Camp Chef and Blackstone, like a flat top combination. I've seen a, a lot of different combinations with pellet grills. Now, I, I can't speak from personal experience with them, but in my own personal opinion, I'm not a fan of the dual kind of combo type grills that sometimes you see. Uh, I'm a firm believer that usually in those types of grills they might be doing both things fairly well but they're probably not doing both outstandingly well if it were me just get a well-performing pellet grill if you want that second function to be gas honestly i really don't think you need it when you have a pellet grill or if you're looking for a charcoal just stick with a charcoal based grill but that's just me if you do want to go the gas and pellet route popular science their pick for the best gas and pellet combo is this camp chef apex with gas kit just curious how much does this cost Ooh, wow 25 um, yeah like 2500 bucks because that price is pretty high maybe this one does do a pretty good job of it but that's that's pretty steep in my opinion now it says this high-end model offers the fine temperature control you'd expect from a pellet grill and the high heat searing power that comes with gas. So I guess this is their way of addressing that issue. Again, for a lot of pellet grills, the shortfall is whether or not it can grill at hot temperatures. Can it put a nice sear on your steak? Can it get temperatures up above 500 degrees, approaching 600 degrees? So I think this is their way of addressing it by combining the gas component and you can definitely get some high temperatures with gas so that's pretty interesting 811 square inches and then they're combining the typical advantages with the pellet grill like the wireless connectivity provides the benefits of both pellets and grills the gas kit also adds a handy side burner and the cons expensive massive heavy. I don't know how long this has been available, but I'd like to see if it holds up for a year or two before I would invest that type of money for something like that. But that's just my personal opinion. Don't let me, if you got your heart set on something like that, by all means. Two Steps gives another thumbs up for the Vortex. That top rack, yeah, you can cook the brisket with the fat cap up. Slow cook so that fat can render. So that's interesting. That's a good point because usually when you're talking about brisket, they always say on a stick burner, you wanna cook with the fat cap up. And then they say pretty much everything else cook with the fat cap down. That's what they say. Now me personally, I've never really understood the whole concept of fat cap down or how that can be a benefit. Cause to me, fat equals flavor. And like Two Step says, you want that fat to render down into that meat, giving it some more flavor. I'm a fat cap up fan. If you're gonna do a brisket on the pellet grill, put it up on the top rack, heat rises, right? So that hotter smoke that's inside of the cooking chamber 
will help render that fat cap down. Mark has another question. What about the choice between a pellet and like a Bradley puck grill? I've never seen pucks generally available at hardware stores. I haven't seen them often either. I really don't have honestly a lot of knowledge about how well those cook. But I think that probably would be another alternative to a pellet grill as well. But I'm not really sure. I'll have to look more into that. Two steps. I don't have no more time babysitting a stick burner anymore. I love offset. It's just too much. No question about it. Cooking with a stick burner is different and it does require time and commitment for sure. And there's just no way around it. For me, it's, it's the highest form of barbecuing, but then it's no question about it. It's the most challenging. It can be extremely frustrating, especially if you have a cheap offset, because cooking with a regular offset smoker is tiring enough because you do have to constantly monitor temperatures. You have to get up probably around every 45 minutes and putting another split on or you're tending to the fire doing some type of an adjustment it's the complete opposite of the set it and forget it experience and then with a cheap offset you just have no form of predictability at all and you're just going to be fighting temperatures pretty much the whole way i would only recommend a stick burner to someone that has some experience with barbecue and you've worked with charcoal and you've kind of mastered and you understand that process of temperature control and you just want to take your barbecue experience to the next level. But as far as like someone just getting started, absolutely don't recommend that you start off with a stick burner. Stay away from the cheap offsets, the temptation of thinking you can get a stick burner for under 500 bucks because it'll just probably turn you off to the whole experience. That's more for the advanced, and it is definitely does require a lot of time, as T-Step says, for sure. Back to this article, they recommend the Weber Smokefire EX4 for the searing. When they first came out with the Smokefire, there were definitely a lot of issues that first model that went out on the marketplace i recall seeing some videos and hearing others talking about grease fires difficulty with i think pellets feeding into the auger appropriately so if you are thinking smoke fire make sure that you're looking at a second edition model not the first then the article just has some general things to consider when shopping for the best pellet grill so they talk about the cooking surface area most are between 400 and 1400 square feet i would say for a good comfortable experience you probably do want it to have around 650 did i say square feet i meant square inches square feet would be massive but you probably do want it to have around 650 square inches to have a good cooking experience the wi-fi connectivity is pretty much standard these days and it, that really goes hand in hand with that set it and forget it experience you set it up the benefit of being able to monitor with the Wi-Fi connectivity, you can use your phone to be able to 
keep track of like the temperature. It makes it easy to do like an overnight cook. Some of these now also will include probes as well. Pay attention to the pellet capacity. How many pounds and pellets can you dump into the hopper that holds the pellets? It says most pellet grill hoppers hold between five and 22 pounds of pellets. So you definitely want something that can hold at least 20 pounds of pellets. Because most of the time when you buy bags of pellets, they're usually gonna be either 20 pounds and maybe 40 pounds. You get a 20 pound bag, you wanna just be able to dump it all into the pellet hopper. Some of them have some accessories and side burners as well. Lots of options. I would say Traeger's been, they're the original. So they were the first to do it and their pellet grills have come a long way over time. So that's, that's a good reputable brand to look at. Camp Chef, they also make the Woodwind. I think that's a, another good one. You've got some others that you aren't likely to find at your local hardware store. You order online, like Mac Pellet Grills, which is what I have. Memphis Grills, I think is the full formal name. They make some high-end pellet grills and they've been doing it for a long time as well. Two Step says, I remember buying so many rubs and sauces. Now I use whatever is in my kitchen cabinet for seasoning. Sometimes it's SPG, salt, pepper, garlic. I save a lot. I can definitely relate to that. And I'm trying to get better at that myself, actually. I kind of admit that I kind of have an addiction to trying out all these different rubs, but now I am starting to pare it back and trying to just stick to the ones that I know are really good or that my family prefers. Don't let not having meat church or killer hogs or whatever, having their rubs in your cabinet stop you from getting out there and using your grill and smoker use what you've got absolutely can i use a pellet grill as a normal grill this says yes pellet cooker can handle just about anything a charcoal or gas grill can pellet grills aren't as adept in high heat searing and you won't necessarily get that flame licked grill marked effect you're used to. Like I said, I think that's the biggest potential pitfall going with the pellet grill. I think if you know that going in, then you're gonna be fine. And again, that convenience factor makes up for it. Pellets are essentially just made of compressed sawdust. So again, I would say make sure that you're getting what you actually think you're getting. All pellets are not manufactured the same. Oh, and I just saw this, this comment. Hello, dad, I'm watching from upstairs. So that just warms my heart to see that my daughter is actually paying attention to her dad. That's nice, appreciate that. There are indeed just a lot of different pellet grills and smokers to choose from. You don't necessarily have to be limited to what's available at your local hardware store. I would steer clear from the combos. I think just get something that is good, at dedicated at being a good pellet grill. Unlike a charcoal or a stick burner, 
pellet grills, they're reliant on electronics. They've got some moving parts happening in there. They can break down. And what you don't want is to have to be in there trying to fix it yourself. Because it's not like a car where you just take it to the back to the dealership or to the local mechanic. A lot of times you have to do these fixes yourself. So try to make sure you're going with a company that does have a reputable reputation for sure. All right, guys, we are going to wrap this up. I do appreciate you joining me. And Two Step says, Happy Easter, everyone. And I echo that sentiment. And also, if you are out there and you're someone new to barbecue, or maybe you're thinking about buying a new barbecue grill or smoker, and you're trying to figure out which way you should go or what is best suited for you, I do have a quick short quiz that you can take. Just answer a couple of questions about whether or not your preference is charcoal or maybe you want a pellet grill or maybe your preference is a stick burner. How smoky do you want your food to be? Do you just want it to be mild? Do you want it balanced? Do you want it to be the best smoke flavor that you can get? You can take that quiz enter in your preferences and it'll give you a recommendation and then also some background information on the smoker that might be best for you so all you got to do is go to backyardsmokemaster.com backslash quiz one so it's scrolling across the screen just go to that website take that quiz and you can find out what smoker might be best for you. Take care. My name is Kenyatta Robinson. This is the Backyard Smokemaster Barbecue Channel, and I hope to see you all again very soon.